Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Hi, it's Jeanette here. If you're enjoying Brave, Bold, Brilliant, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends and leave a five-star review. Let's do it. Here's the show. Welcome to the Brave, Bold, Brilliant podcast. Oh my God, I am here today with such an inspirational public speaker. And not only that, a public speaker who actually helps other people speak in public as well. So it is the one and only Jose Uka. Nice to see you. Jeanette, hello. Wow. Uh, I mean, you pronounced my name really well this time. So I'm glad I'm glad we rehearsed it a little bit. <laughs> we did, we did. Jose took me back to my GCSE Spanish um, just before we press record. But this is important because we're going to talk all about cultural diversity. <laughs> exactly. And we're going to be talking about public speech speaking and coaching and mental resilience is so much in here so um yeah it's great to have you on jose really thank cool. you so much it is a pleasure to be here and i'm ready so whatever questions whatever we're going to be diving into audience get ready fence out and then re-listen to it already. I'm telling you, this is going to be great. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, Jose, we are going to start with your journey. We're going to hear a little bit about, you know, where life started from you back in Venezuela, maybe, um, and where you are today as well, and, and kind of the bits in between. So, and then we'll go from there. Amazing. How long do we have for this bit? Do I make it? Let me make it short and sweet. Let's let's go for the highlights and then we can go highlights. into I can I can then okay. explore from there. Let's go into the highlights. Look, I'm six years old. This is a memory I remember, like it's so fresh in my mind still. And I decided, inspired by my dad and my granddad, I decided to start selling rubbers and pens at school. So that was my first business. I wasn't happy with the pens and things that they sell at school. So I decided to start my own mini business, which got shut down after a month when the teacher discovered that I was selling stuff. I wasn't allowed to be selling stuff because we're supposed to buy them from the other supplier. And that was my, my first experience. So that was, you know, early, early years for Jose, the entrepreneur. I'm sharing this because I've always been relentless in a way my head always out there looking for new things always you know wanting to do something that's different and i'm going to take a little jump 10 years later i had the incredible opportunity to travel to sweden as exchange student so let's just think about the contrast for a moment i was living in venezuela in a small city by the sea around 30 to 35 degrees and all of a sudden I'm in Sweden, very close to the North Pole and facing a winter of minus 30, minus 35 degrees. Different culture, different language, different everything. You see, so these kind of things I've always liked. And I traveled there because I was supposed to be the ambassador for Venezuela in a way through, throughout the country, presenting and speaking about you know, my culture, what we did in Venezuela, 
bringing cultures together in a way. And then after that, Jeanette, I came back to Venezuela. Those are two key highlights as I was growing up. Then I went back to Venezuela. I started international business and I started traveling again, lived in Spain for a while, lived in the States for a while, lived in the UK for a while, went back to Spain, came back to the UK. And it's always been around traveling, around speaking, multicultural, standing out, using your voice you know, to, to make it happen for yourself while supporting others. So there you have a bit of a summary highlights from six to, I wish I could say 36 and it would rhyme perfectly, but it's actually from six to 40. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. Gosh, what a, what a canter through. And you know, Jose, well, we met on Clubhouse actually, didn't we? we That's did. when we first came across each other, which, you know, for those of you that don't know Clubhouse, it's a social media platform, audio. So right up your street. And, and I like to talk as well. So it's right up my street. Um, and, and even though we're, we're not leveraging that platform, um, you know, so much now, the one thing that really stood out for me when I first heard you speak was the energy in your voice and almost just that standout from the way that you spoke. So can we talk a little bit about that? Because you have a strong voice and that's good because you're public speaking, Hmm. but you know, was that always the case? Is that something you've had to work on Jose or, you know, interested? Yes, absolutely. Look, I will always say this, regardless of our personalities, because the way in which I speak and how I behave and everything else, of course, is part of my personality. I think I've always been a bit extroverted. I did go through my adolescence as actually not being like that, being more introvert. And, but that was only a couple of years, really. So this is my personality, I would say. But then communication starts within. That is the first thing. So for me, I feel comfortable in my own skin. When I'm surrounded by people, I want to speak and I want to connect. It's something that is happening inside me. So I just don't block it. I don't deal with it. I don't rationalize it. I share it. I let it come out. Mm. Okay. So I honestly, I don't care too much about the results. Obviously, there is a caveat to this. I don't care too much about the results of my communication in that sense because I'm letting, in a way, my heart speak. So, so there's a big piece here, then, Jose, about mm. about you know being, as you say, comfortable in your own shoes, having that that self belief, and there's a piece here around mindset, and we're going to talk about resiliency of of sure. mindset, but. But yeah, how did you have that inner confidence? Was that, did that come from your parents? Did it come from the fact that you traveled the world so much? Because other people listening, they might say, well, that's great for you, you know, Jose, but actually I'm not like that. I'm not an extrovert. I've not traveled the world and and I feel, I don't have that confidence. So talk a little bit about where that came from, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, First of all, I'm going to say confidence, regardless whether we are introverts, extroverts, we all have our, our own style when we speak. So one of the things I share, it happens within, so I don't stop it. Okay. Most of the time when we want to speak, we stop ourselves. When we want to communicate, we hold ourselves back. There is something, beliefs and things going on in our mind or call it a chimp or the lion, whatever you've got, a gorilla, and then it's holding you back. That's one of the things it's important to deal with. Whether you believe you're introverted, extroverted, you've traveled, you haven't traveled. Confidence is a muscle you build. So the first thing I would say, what is your purpose? 
when it comes to speaking. Okay. If you want to communicate, what is the purpose of that communication? I shared before, I love connecting with human beings for you might be that you love teaching humans or other people you love inspiring them or just whatever that might be. So purpose is going to be key. Yeah. Okay. That, and- that's, that's one piece. Mm. I mean, there's so much more that we can unpack still. What I want people, first of all, you don't need to compare yourself with me. To be confident is not to be like Jose, to be like Jeanette, to be confident is to be like you are comfortable in your own skin, regardless of whether you've traveled, you haven't traveled, because I could actually dive into the negatives. We love to compare ourselves. And that's why social media sometimes can be negative because we look at the tip of the iceberg. Oh, look at that person, how successful they are. What's underneath? What I want to say to each one of you listening, I'm a human being and I have my struggles every day. Jeanette, today I said to my wife, I shared with her, I woke up and I said, I'm, I'm a bit afraid about what's happening in the future. I'm afraid about how I'm going to be able to perform on you know, the new stages I've been invited to perform on, the new opportunities that are coming my way. I, I had a bit of a moment of imposter syndrome. So again, what do I do when that happens? I deal with it rationally. Okay, how am I going to overcome this? What kind of resources do I have? Which is actually diving a bit into the resilience piece. How can I turn this into an opportunity more than a threat, which is what I'm perceiving right now? So those tools don't need to be from an introvert or an extrovert. It's just you know being able to use whatever circumstances we're perceiving and turn them around to our, to our advantage. Mm-hmm. I'm a human being. You're a human being. Every time I go on training and, and I ask people, we all struggle one way or another. We know we're not perfect. We will never be perfect, but we have a calling and I'm going to end up this bit going back to the purpose. I have a purpose and nothing is going to stop me from living my purpose. And then that's where the whole energy comes from. So tell us the purpose then, Jose. I want to get, I want to inspire people to be free to be comfortable in their own skin. If they see it through me, if they see it through some of the things I do or realizations they have, amazing, because we can all be free in our own way, free to speak our greatness. Yes, it may sound as a bit of a cliche, Jose. My, yeah, it may do, but feel free to share what you carry within, sharing it in a way that helps others, because I strongly believe in the ripple effect. The world is in a certain situation right now. Well, I like to believe the world could be a bit different if we all share things that positively impact other human beings. And that's, you know, what I refer to as the compound effect of positivity or positive influence, whatever you want to call it. So it's to help people be free, whatever freedom means, but freedom starts in here. And that's what I love. And that's what I work on every day up in here. So it's not easy, people. It's not like, oh, say you're going to speak. I, I, I deal with this monster daily. <laughs> yeah, and this, I love that, actually. There's so much great advice in there, um, Jose, because, you know, I think the first, what's the saying? Be yourself, everyone else is taken. Um, and, you know, and we are all perfectly imperfect. 
Um, we all have our gremlins. We all have our highs, our lows, our moments and our wobbles and, and, and that sort of positive self-talk and being able to recognize what's going on in your own, you know, in your own mind, in your own body. And then actually once you have that and you accept responsibility and accountability, then you can choose a path, can't you? You can, mm-hmm. you can really move forward. But that purpose of yours, I love that. I've never really considered the thought of, communication setting you free but I, I think that's incredibly powerful that's amazing I love it well how should I say Jose it's amazing it's amazing community <laughs> exactly I'm still I'm still struggling with my voice a little bit but it's getting there <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. No, I love that. So it starts with the inner you and having a very clear kind of purpose, reason why, why are you doing anything you're doing in life, actually, not just speaking, but but in particular with your speaking, what's the, what's the, you know, what are you trying to achieve? And and Jose, can I just ask a question around speaking? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you're speaking one-to-one. Sometimes, you know, we're all communicating in, in, in one shape or form. Um, and sometimes we are speaking to an audience or maybe a, a huge, a huge audience in the room or virtually. So how do you stay relevant and speak to one person when there are hundreds or thousands in the room? There are different opinions on this, and I usually like to respect all of them if that opinion serves the speaker, okay? For me, it is like having a conversation. So if I'm talking to you right now, Jeanette, I'm having a conversation with you. If I have 100, 200, 500,000 people, I'm having a conversation with them. Important question. Yes, how do I make it? What was the word you used? Relatable. Yes, and relevant. Yes, so, exactly. Relevant, yeah. relevant for them as well. Well, there, there is the use of language. And if I focus on communication styles, for example, then I'm going to be look to appeal to all of the senses. Okay. So whenever I use my, the words I use, I'm going to be appealing to the kinesthetic side of language, to <clears throat> the visual, to the auditory, to the gustatory, to the olfactory. That's one of the things when I'm speaking, okay? So there's going to be different phrases. For example, if I'm going to grab something, I'm appealing to the kinesthetic and there is movement in the action. Or if I'm perceiving something and then I'm visualizing. And as you see this, I'm using my my hands, my gestures accordingly. That is very important. What else can I add to this? Body language is going to be a huge compliment. And I was thinking, of course, look, storytelling. Storytelling is going to be a way that regardless of the size of the audience, you're going to connect with them because stories, as you know, are going to create those connections or the neural coupling, which are the connections of our neurons. Our brain activities get closer, synchronized in a way. So there is no way they can escape if you're telling a good story that, of course, it's important to know who your audience is. Because if I'm speaking to engineers that day and there's a certain topic and then I just bring one of my stories about picking up uh, starfish from the sea, I mean, it may not be relevant. It's always adapting the content. But I would say appealing to all of the senses, stories, and always being mindful that the mind can only take usually seven to nine tops pieces of information. So if you add too much logical data, as you speak too quickly, 
they're going to get overloaded and you're going to lose them and they're going to wander off. There are certain adaptations because here I'm speaking about a huge audience or an audience as opposed to speaking to the one person. When you have the one person, you have my devoted attention just to you, Jeanette. Then if it's a wider audience, then I probably will be making eye contact with different people in the audience as well. I may have people where I actually, as I like to call anchor myself. So I look at them more often and then I interact with them because there might be people that I cannot see. And the people that are also reacting with me, then I play with them because they're already open. So you see, I've given you a few tips and tricks if you like, but I think the most important is to have a conversation. And going back to the purpose, if you really want to go out there and connect and leave an impact on the listeners, you're going to enjoy it. And your energy is going to be out there. They're going to feel it. Simple. Unconsciously, mainly unconsciously, then they're going to realize, wow, I love the speaker. I love what the person said. I love this. I love that. Yeah, because if you if you believe in what you're saying genuinely, whether even if you're, you know, maybe you're telling a story or you're trying to, you know, encourage or guide or support, or maybe you're trying to sell actually, you know, through through speaking. You Whatever know, if you is. if you believe in in that, that will come across in the audience about being authentic, won't it? And um, and I think mm. there's a big piece around that. And you know, I was reading actually ironic that you were as you were talking, Jose. I was uh, I was reading a book. I'm reading a book at the moment called Surrounded by Idiots, and it's by Thomas Erickson. And what it's about is different personality types. Types and traits. So, you know, different color energy, color energies, whether you're red, yellow, green, or blue. Mm-hmm. Some people may be familiar with this. But in the in the book, this morning, literally just this morning, because I take notes when I read um, a mindset book or a business book, because I'm a bit of a bit of a girly geek. Um, but they were saying that there are 150,000 words in the English language, of which about 5,000 are commonly used, but there are 700,000 aspects of body language um, that are out there. So what you were just saying there, I was thinking, I was nodding away thinking, oh my gosh, it's so much more than just the words, which is powerful, isn't it? It is powerful. And it is, it is powerful. Absolutely. And I would add to it that it is always important to adapt yourself to the audience. Because yes, yes. I mean, the energy is going to come, even if you don't gesture because you want to be very quiet and you are that kind of speaker, that's fine. Even without gesturing, that energy is going to come through your voice and they're going to connect to it. They're not going to know exactly what's going on with that person's voice, but you may, yeah, there's energy in there. I'm liking it. I want to listen more to it. And then they rationalize the words. But the first thing that's coming through is just the energy. And that's the power. And where is the energy coming from, Jeanette? Coming from ourselves, yeah, our exactly. inner you. Yeah. Our inner us. Yeah, exactly. The inner you. See, I've been paying attention, Jose. Huh? Thank you so much. I knew you would. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Fantastic. So I don't want to go back a little bit because I'm fascinated. I, I've I've done business all over the world. So I've, you know, I'm really privileged to have made, you know, colleagues, business associates, friends across mm. all different cultures, you know, Russian, Ukrainian, Chinese, Indian, you know, Spanish. 
South America. And we'll talk a little bit about South America in a little while. But, sure. you know, I, I love cultural diversity, even within the UK. I mean, I'm a northerner. That's very different to if you're from the south, etc. So I, I love the differences. I celebrate those differences. Um, but for you, um, Jose, when you were growing up in Venezuela, how how was that? What was that like for you compared to where you are now, you know, living just outside London? Because um, totally, totally different, right? Oh, yes. Yes. We, we get used to things. And there are some that we tend to forget. Uh, my wife's, well, my sister-in-law arrived a couple of days ago from Colombia to visit after 17 years. And she brought her son. So my nephew is here visiting from Colombia. And there are so many things they are paying attention to and asking me about that in my mind, I had completely forgotten because I've been here for so long that I just don't pay attention to it anymore. Just the fact that we recycle, just recycling, which is something that I'm taking for granted. I just do it automatically. Recycling, they were asking, so what's that, that, that being for? And why the different colors? Then they're looking at all the, the streets are clean. They, they are looking at the houses. They're looking at how green things are. And I'm sure they, they are now in London because obviously I'm here today. And I can only wait until they come back. And that's only a tiny bit. I can only imagine what they're thinking about the human interactions as well. I think the biggest, Jeanette, I'm thinking because obviously this question is helping me go back. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. within a way, within as well. I think that the biggest shock for me was when I, when I went to Sweden because I was only 16 and the change was so drastic. And the fact that I didn't speak the language, oh goodness me, there I had to use body language to a whole new level because I couldn't communicate. And I guess now I'm having this realization, potentially that, that created an impact in me, that inability to communicate set a foundation of actually, yes, I'm going to learn to communicate However, because I really want to connect with human beings and that need and that desire may have come from there. I'm, I'm just having an aha moment here. Thanks to your question. And I think I'm getting off topic in a way. Thinking about the differences, there are so many things. There are so many things in a way, although English and, and Venezuelans and certain Latin Americans, we've got the sarcasm thing, which is quite similar which sometimes is not as similar as the ones we have with the Spanish people. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not being able to answer, to answer that because there is so much, there is so much in it. Help me, help me a little bit. Take, ta yeah. take, me, take me back to the six year old self. Say, where you were selling, you know, the, the, the um, erasers and the pencils at school. Hmm. And, and just take me through what life was like then for you as, as a child growing up in Venezuela. You know, what did it feel like? What did it sound like? Where did you live? You know, your parents, siblings, people in your okay. life, friends. Just, just describe it a little bit because it's a fascinating world. And, um, I, and I think it's, it's obviously, well, I, I, it's influenced where you've ended up today and who you are as a person as well, clearly. Yes. 
Wow. I wasn't expecting this podcast to go that deep. Thank you very much. Okay. So you're making me think, <laughs> think, think, go back to things. Well, I just had a realization that inability to communicate in Sweden definitely helped me become who I am today, which is, you know, mm -hmm. a realization. When I was six, I was still living in Caracas, the capital. So I was raised my, by my grandparents. Okay. On my mom's side. So imagine all the love that could ever exist. It was given to me. At least that's how I felt. So I was brought up by my grandparents. Then when I was six turning seven, we moved to that small city by the sea. So we went to a, a good city. Caracas back in the day was one of the top cities within Latin America. Now it's one of the, the few, well, the worst cities in the world anyway. So things have changed. And then living by the sea, you can imagine freedom. There wasn't criminality as, as it was in, in Caracas. I was free. We could go to the sea, swim every time, every weekend. People were very open. So we'd always, we would always go and have like barbecues and it was freedom. So you see, um, what, what's coming to mind right now was freedom back then, freedom and freedom and freedom. And on, when that freedom was taken away from me in a way from the different circumstances, that's when I decided to leave Venezuela mm -hmm. for the first time when I was 16, I just fast tracked it <laughs> again. And then when I was 24, when I left again for good, but back then love, plenty of freedom, being in touch with nature. I still miss the sea. So I'm always craving to go and be by the sea. There's such a strong connection for me, the sea and the sun. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is loads in there, Jeanette. I mean, yeah. Don't get me too sentimental. No, no, and that's not my intention, but it's, <laughs> but it, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're a product, aren't we, of, of our, yes, our absolutely. backgrounds, the people that have influenced in our lives, the experiences mm. that we've had. And all of that is almost like layering on to become the person and the man you are today with the confidence and, and the fact that your purpose links back to kind of that sense of freedom as a kid moving to the seaside Um is quite interesting. I think that, you know, that, that connection and, and cause you're, you're very clear on your purpose. You want to set people free or help them set themselves free th through communication. Mm. Um, and, and I think uh, your journey and the experiences you've had has led you to exactly where you're meant to be today. People come to this podcast because it will help you tremendously. I've just had a few realizations here and I've been connecting dots. Thank you so much. Yeah. I honestly, this is an amazing podcast. Most of the time it's only about business and things and the strategies, but Jeanette is helping me go deeper and go to some memories that were probably, you know, hidden. So thank you very much. Yes. Yes. Wow. What a way to connect the points, the dots from there to here. Yeah. And I completely agree. Yes, I'm having, yes. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Well, well, Eternally no, grateful. <laughs> well, listen, we'll have to have it. We'll maybe have to have a follow-up podcast, Jose, to explore these areas in more detail. But uh, I think, um, I, you know, it's lovely. It's absolutely lovely to hear, you know, about kind of your background and, and where you are now and the journey in between. Of course it is. And, hmm. you know, along that way, you'll have had people in your life that have influenced you and supported you and guided you. You know, obviously your grandparents were clearly, clearly, you know, those early influences. But, you know, as you've gone through your travels and the people that you've met, how important has it been having a 
either mentors or coaches or, you know, informal uh, relationships that have supported and guided you. And even when, especially when the times have been tough, because I'm sure there will have been tough times as well. Wow. Hmm. The first thing that comes to mind is that uh, more and more, I'm very happy to ask for help. More and more, I'm more humble about it, vulnerable. I'm happy to go, yes, I need help. I look for help. It, in people that are within my circle or within my circle, I ask them to help me find a person that can help me with whatever it is that I'm facing at that moment. I'm going to take you back, I think, to my when I was 12. Going back to that person that had a huge impact on me becoming a speaker without even knowing it back then. He used to call me Ukar. He used to call all of his pupils by their surname. So Ukar, you just did a good presentation. And so thank you, professor. Thank you so much. I'm going to tell you the two things you need to do to be successful in life. And I was only 12, but hey, yeah, come on, hit me. Why not? Whatever success is, but you know. One, you need to read the newspaper every day. Okay, well, I still don't do it. I failed on that one. And then the second one, learn how to speak in public. Your presentation was very good. Do more of that. Jeanette, don't you think that that day I realized, yes, I'm going to become a speaker and I'm going to help people. I didn't know. He just planted a seed. Mm. He only planted a seed. Then when I was in Sweden, I was supposed to be representing Venezuela, speaking about the country. And the first time I stood up in front of my Swedish audience, I froze and I really struggled and I apologized. And I thought I was going to go back to Venezuela. And then the second person came in. He was my English teacher in Sweden. He was an amazing guy, always with a smile on his face, at least when he was delivering his lessons very authentic type of humor. And I came to him going back to asking for help. And I said, I really struggled to speak the other day. And it was English. And then I struggled in Swedish. And I don't, I, at some point I didn't remember my Spanish very well as I was learning the other languages. I went through a process, which was a bit weird. And he said to me, so what's the problem? And I just went, what do you mean? What's the problem? I froze. I almost cried. I wanted to go back home. Yay. He took it so lightly that in my mind was, well, then this is not a problem. So he went, it happens to all of us. It's happened to me. Really? Yeah. Do three things. Next time you go and speak, have fun, have a conversation with the audience. And if you're not too sure, because you're learning the language still have loads of images, posters, things like that, that help you illustrate your points. There you go. I still use that to today. I, sh I already shared. I love to have a conversation with the audience and then yes, having visuals is always good and having fun, please in whatever we do within reason. So those are two key people. Then if I fast forward coaches, yes, uh, I would say, am I allowed to, to say names in here? Of course, of course. Yeah? You can say anything okay. you like. You can even swear if you want to say. But there we go. <laughs> I'm about to start swearing now. I'm okay with that one. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I, I guess, no, I don't guess. Uh, Toby McCartney was a person I learned a lot from. He's an incredible entrepreneur, public speaker, TEDx speaker. I attended some of his training on 
NLP, neurolinguistic programming, and then on public speaking as well. So I can tell you, he was a huge inspiration for me and I learned a lot from him. Also his wife, Kate McCartney. So I did like a long training program with them. Then the other person that comes to mind, Sue Knight, she is an NLP master trainer. She is amazing. And she, she helped me to free myself as well in terms of the internal dialogue, how to be more provocative or in a nice way, incorporating humor into my coaching and the conversations I have with myself. That was tonight. All the people that I've met on clubhouse, they all have had impact. And I would also like to say Elliot K Elliot, my public speaking partner in crime. I I've learned a lot from him. I love working with him. I've attended some of his incredible sessions. I run a podcast with him, which we love. We do every Monday all around public speaking. And I think that's where I'm at. Of course, I wouldn't be here without my parents. I wouldn't be here without my brother and my wife. Yes, she is incredibly patient. She's always there supporting me. She is without her. I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing because I would have had to find another job when the business wasn't actually bringing numbers in. Yeah. So there are, there are mentioned a bit of a combination, the key people in terms of support, the key people that I've learned from and that have also supported me. And I will always go back to when I was 12 and this, this professor said, read the newspapers, speak in public. I still don't read the newspapers, but I love speaking in public. And I, I reached out to him in Jeanette uh, I only found him on, on Instagram and it was fantastic to have a quick conversation with him, you know, just to have that opportunity to thank him a few years later and that, you know, I, I managed to pull at least one of them off. Amazing. No, honestly, I mean, what you say, speaking your truth is so, is so important because I think, you know, you're right. Ask for help um, is a, you know, it's a, it's a sign of strength, not weakness actually. Um, but also those people that just seem to, you know, come into your life at exactly the right time for a reason. You might not realize it at the time, but then years later you can go, gosh, yeah, you know, that that person really set me on a path. And um, a, a good friend of mine the other the other week, actually, a very good friend of mine called Karen Lloyd, um, she we go way back. We've been friends nearly 30 years. And she said to me the other day, she said, you know what, Jeanette? She said, people come into your life either for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And I thought, I like that. I like that, you know, because sometimes it's a fleeting moment or a particular point in your life where you spend loads of time with one person. And, or sometimes it's just like, they just appeared at the time that you needed some guidance, support, whatever, or like your professor back then that set that seed in your mind. And um, it's powerful, isn't it? It really is powerful. Um, and I, I, I love, love that. that. I yeah. love that. Let's repeat it. Please repeat it again for the audience because that was fantastic. <laughs> so you said. So my friend, Karen Lloyd, I've got to give her a shout out. She said, people come into your life for a reason, a, a season, season or a lifetime or a lifetime. I love that. And that is so, so true. I love that. 
Thank yeah. you for sharing. That's powerful. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can also use that as well. I'm sure Karen will be very happy to share her. I will. <laughs> I will be quoting Jeanette and Karen together. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So, so let's talk a little bit around, um, the, well, you mentioned your lovely wife, your Colombian wife. Um, mm. It sounds like you're a very lucky man, actually, I have to say. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it is important because when we're in business, when we're in, in a job or whatever we're doing in our life, Lives, you know, having a supportive partner is it can really make the difference between success or failure. I'm very lucky. My partner, Chris, is absolutely phenomenal. I could not have achieved half of the things that I've done without him there by my side, encouraging me. He's the one in the background. He's much more quiet than me, he, you know, but he's such a such a strength of of um of honesty, really, for mm. me. And so, so talk about your relationship, your partner, your partnership with your wife and, and how, that, how that's helped you achieve what you need to achieve. Because um, I think it's important to recognize that. Yes, she is. She is the structure to my life. And without structure, then I, I guess I'd be, as I like to say in Spanish, I'd be like a tiny feather blown by the wind. Always excited with great energy, but just... Ah. <laughs> so she brings structure. That's the most important thing. She brings balance. Apart from bringing love, she's an amazing communicator. And she always helps me be a better person. And she says that to me. Because of course I have my bad days and I, I like to say that I'm not going to say most of my days are bad, but almost every day I have bad moments. Mm. Yeah. That's fair in my life. And then she's always there to provoke me in a way that I realize what I'm doing. And then I correct it on the spot. Mm. One of the things she usually says to me, how interesting that a, <laughs> a communication coach would say that. <laughs> and then I just go, yes, it is very interesting. Thank you. Okay. Let me be for a moment. I'll come back to you. So this is the kind of person she is. And I've also learned a lot to be accepting. Yes. Acceptance has been key in our, in our relationship. So it's been a great learning for me to be humble and just to be, yeah, humility is key. So it doesn't matter if she's right and I'm wrong. It doesn't matter if it happens most of the time, then that's okay. It's not about that. It's about the harmony as, as, as a couple, what we're building together. Everything else is just BS. So I don't care about loads of things now. Of course, this relationship is not perfect. Loads of up and downs every day. People, it's not like, oh, said a perfect life. No, 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 no. But then we really work on that one. We work daily. And when we're not working on it, we realize it and then we get back to work because we really want to make it work. It's our yeah. purpose. It's just for this to, to be incredible. And we want to be partners for life. So yeah. today, that's, that's the idea. I love that. I love that. What's your wife called, Jose? Anna. Anna, Anna, the wonderful Anna. I see you're uh, you're fully fully appreciated, uh, and that's that's great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful! But no, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you know, communication, right? Any relationship, I always think if you can talk about things and you can express your feelings, then you can move forward. 
The worst thing is um, in business, in life, in relationships, love relationships, whatever kind of relationships or communicating with an audience. If you, if you aren't able to express yourself and how you're feeling, then that things can become difficult. It can become like, you know, a problem. And so communication is, is just at the heart of everything with that. Any, you can solve any problem, I think. Um, but you know, I'm with you. I'm with you. And then it depends on every individual. I decided a long time ago, I used to be very, very angry and I did martial arts to deal with this anger and everything else. I still get angry quickly, but maybe compared to 20 years ago, I'm an angel. Right. But then I, I made the decision, the conscious decision that I would always express my feelings. And then the learning is how do I express them in a way that supports the communication? But every time I want to tell you what I'm thinking, I will find a way to share it, to adapt it, but still I want to share it. I don't want to keep things inside. And I think that is key, as you said, Jeanette, in business, in, you know, partnerships, friendships, everything, because then there's that openness. Mm. And then if it doesn't, it doesn't go as planned, Guess what? Learning opportunity. Do it differently next time. Exactly. Exactly right. Brilliant. What were you angry about, Jose? I was angry about everything. <laughs> I was angry. Well, growing up, I could tell you I was angry because I wasn't good looking and girls didn't like me. Then I was angry because I didn't think I was smart. Then I was angry because I didn't speak good English. And then I've always been angry for something. I was angry because I had an accent. I said, you know, I didn't feel comfortable with it. And I was supposed to change it because so many people were telling me to change it. Of course, I moved through my time doing this. I'm not angry because I'm, I'm handsome or not anymore. That was when I was... <laughs> 15, 14, but you know, I've had my times nowadays, I guess, you know, I only get angry with the cat when he throws up when he's not supposed to. So tiny bits, I go, I clean it up and I get on with my day. So that's the kind of angry I get. Yeah. But look at, look at how powerful that is. Right. So you've gone from being, you know, angry about a whole range of things as a young man, you know, sort of finding your own feet. And what you said earlier was that, you, you know, it all starts with the inner you and that you're, you've got to be comfortable in your own shoes. Mm. And, and that's, that's been your journey, hasn't it? And you've done that through the power of communication, honesty, looking deep into yourself and, and really being able to make those choices to make your life better and also better for, for those people that are around you, you know, so I think that's incredible. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Amazing. Amazing people. <laughs> Look, <No. laughs> Jeanette, I just want to say to people, I mean, my journey is my journey. Your journey is your journey. Listeners, your journeys are your journeys. But what do you want out of your life? What do you want out of your day today? What do you want out of your relationships? Do something about it. Jeanette shares some things, accountability, you said. And what was the other one? Well, uh, well, uh, what in terms of, uh, in terms of repeat Ma the question? Yeah. Making things happen. I think you said it was important to have that accountability. Yeah. And, 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 and I think being clear on, be clear on what you want, take the be, action as taking well. Taking the action. And know? then I would add the consistency. Yeah. Do all of those three. So hold yourself accountable, take action, of course, and then be consistent with those actions. Don't just give up because things are not happening because you don't know what's ahead of you. Even if you want to get A, you may get B or C as long as you remain consistent. 
in whatever it is that you want. And that thing you want may change. The purpose may change. It's part of the process. Being flexible. It is difficult. It's not easy. You may decide to enjoy it or you may decide to get very upset as I did in the past. But look, I think we can all make the best out of our lives. Simply put. Maybe not so simple. Yeah, no, I think it is. I I think that's it. And listen, we only have one. We don't know how long it's going to be or how, you know, how long we're on this earth. So, you know, yeah. that's why this podcast is, you know, it's called Brave, Bold, Brilliant. It's about pushing out of your comfort zone and being brave, bold, you know, make the biggest impact you can, whatever that is for you. It doesn't have to be about money. It could be about other things that are important. Success is different for everyone. And, and you know, and, and really when you do that, that's when the brilliance comes, you know, it's those moments of clarity and, an impact that you go, wow, God, you know, this is really cool. It's all coming together. And how nice is that to, to make an impact in the world? And, you know, I think it's, it's brilliant that we're having this conversation now, uh, Jose, because yeah. you, there's so much of your experience and the impact that you make, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, I think you said about almost like a pebble in a pond, you know, you never know the impact that you're going to have on someone's life. It could be a, it could be a passing moment. It could be eye contact, a smile, it could be some piece of advice, whatever, but you don't know how you're impacting the people around you in a positive way and also in a negative way, but let's hope positive more than negative. Um, Mm. So when you, when you're communicating and public speaking, it gives you the chance to have impact, to be bold and to reach people with your message, whatever that is. And you're comfortable with that. You've got to a really, you've got to a position of mastery, shall we say, in terms of your professional position. You have, of course. Um, but for someone starting out, thinking about public speaking and the fear, the concerns, you know, just almost not getting started because of all those reasons. But coming back to the impact you can have, what are the what are the main reasons why people should become public public speakers and and how can they make those first steps okie dokie so here i go uh, the first thing thank you so much Jeanette, saying that i mastered this i believe you know i still have got a long way to go and i like it because there's so much more i can learn so i will never reach the best version of myself it's like i, I usually say what is it that i say um, yeah, I'll never, I'll never be done, but the fun is in the making. Right. So that's one thing I would all, I would, I would love all of you to think that way, at least during this podcast. Then why would I suggest, would I invite you to speak? I'm going to let you answer that one and not Jeanette, do you listening to this today? If you have been listening to the podcast and you decide to take action, that is the reason why I would invite you to speak because Jeanette and I speaking here had that impact on you and you decided to do, even if it's just one tiny bit today, that's different to something you've been doing. Just one. That's the impact of speaking. And then you go and that's that ripple effect. Yes. The compound effect, you go and impact another person and then another person and then another person hopefully positively, and then imagine how that grows. That is the power of speaking. Not to say that writing is so powerful. There are people that write and therefore there are incredible books as well. That's another way of communicating. But if you want to use your voice, we all have a voice. 
go and do it. Then yes, you're going to be comparing yourself. You're going to have put on a mask, imposter syndrome. You're not going to like it. You're not going to be ready. People are going to judge you. You're going to get rejected. All of those things which happen every day, it is just like going to the gym. The first day, oh, the biceps hurts. Oh, you can only lift a couple of grams. I can relate to it nowadays. <laughs> but then as you carry on going, oh, that, that bicep you know, begins to grow. In the same way, your ability to deal with rejection, to people not liking what you say, not agreeing with you. And no matter what, I like this kind of, rule of thumb. It's not the 80, 20, but it's quite similar. And I learned this the other day from David Meltzer. He was saying, look, because we were talking about rejection, which is very popular and common when we speak, not popular, common when we speak, people may like you may not. And 10% will love you. They'll go, yay, Janetto, they loved it, loved it. They're going to follow you. They're going to buy your programs. They're going to do everything. 10% are going to hate you. And they're going to go, you are BS, whatever, you know, I don't like swearing that much, so I'm not going to, well, yeah, you're shit, for example. There we go. <laughs> Fantastic. Just because Jeanette gave me permission. And then the other 80% is, you know, that big chunk of people that are kind of listening to you open to like you or dislike you. So it is your responsibility to see what you do, how you communicate with them in order to get them to your tribe or not. Now, fine. Find your authentic self. How do we do that? By putting yourself out there. Speak. If you don't speak, you're always going to be recreating and creating your own stories. The mind is the most powerful storyteller. So you're going to be like, yes, no, what if, what if isn't, and blah, blah, blah. And you're never going to take action. You're never going to find that thing that you like. What I find the authentic self is that no matter where you are, Someone says to you, Jeanette, would you like to say a few words here? Would you like to present this bit here? Would you like, yes, yes, yes. And once you are in front of that audience, it's just you and them and you're already connected because you love it. It's just like when you hear a lovely piece of music, yay, that's the thing. It's just when you, I don't know, for me, Christmas is very important. So when you see your family at Christmas, it's, whoa, that kind of energy. That's what I'm talking about. When you kiss the person you love. This is what I'm talking about here. It's that level of being comfortable, being synced in tune. But that will always happen. That will only happen, sorry, when you speak and speak and speak and speak and speak and find your audience and find the topics you are comfortable, the topics you love. Because one of the things, if I got to speak about, I don't know, investment today or economy, you name it, whatever. You probably see me like, oh, Jose has lost his energy. Yes, because I'm not passionate about it. I don't know enough about it. I don't believe I should be talking about it. But some of the things, yes, bring it on. So Jose, yes, you're talking a lot. Absolutely. I want you all to find your true self. What is that version of you? And how can you communicate from it? And the best way, as I said before, put yourself out there. Look for speaking opportunities. Nowadays, to speak, if you are in a business environment, corporate, you can always speak to your managers and say, look, I would like to, to speak or present in front of the board to present the results or to present something I've done, a plan I have, a proposal. There's always going to be an opportunity. That's one. If not, you can go out there, networking events. There's loads of things being organized and then you can decide to speak about something you like. Stop 
storytelling spaces created just for that. Then you can go and bring any story you like. It, it is, I mean, the, the biggest problem, as you know, Janet, is, you know, you guys are not taking action because you, you're afraid for something. You don't know what to do or say. Just go out there and start doing it. What is one thing you would like to speak about? What is one story you could use to illustrate that point? We all have many stories. Just go and do it. Be open to feedback. Bring 120, 200% of your energy. Avoid the three most dangerous words. I know that whenever people give you feedback. So you always learn, you always open. What else can I say? What's your progress? Have an open mentality. Dare to mess it up big time. Be ready to be rejected like every time. It doesn't matter because you believe you got something greater. And it's not about you, it's about the audience. And I'm done speaking for now. <laughs> <laughs> We've just had a masterclass from Jose um, on why you should get out there public speaking and how to conquer the fear and just get going. Yeah, no excuses, really. Just, um, just give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? I always ask myself very often, what's the worst that can happen? Hopefully no one's going to die here. And anything apart from that, right, is, uh, is all good. So, um, yeah, brilliant. I absolutely love that, Jose. And I've just got a couple of um, final questions, really, because I could talk to you all day. I love your energy. I feel like, I feel like I'm enveloped in a, in a room full of love with you. Um, I just wish we were actually in the same room because it will be even better. But, um, yeah, no. So, you know, for you, because you, you, you have got the, the kind of the cultural heritage, you've got the energy, you know, that sort of – um, sort of Hispanic kind of flamboyance around you, which is brilliant because that plays to, to the profession that you're in. For someone that is maybe very conservative, quiet, shy, grey suited, no offence to anyone that's wearing a grey suit right now. I've worn many grey suits in my lifetime as well. Um, but, you know, some people might say, well, it's okay for you because you are flamboyant, you're confident, you've got this strong voice. And I feel like really like I don't, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I'm very uncomfortable. What would you say to someone who, who's in that kind of um, area at the moment? First of all, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. It may not be for you. I'll leave that one with you to consider. If you believe you may be able to do it later on, or if it's always going to be a no, because you can't, then that's it. What do you want me to say? That's just it. That's it for you. Do something else. That's one thing. That's one angle to answer that question. The other one, remember I spoke about confidence and all of this, the craft. It is a muscle you build. It is practice. Okay. I work, I don't work on my voice on itself. I work on my emotions. I work on how I think about myself a lot, how I think and feel about what I know. So it's an ongoing process and it didn't happen overnight. That's another way. Well, another way. Yes. Another answer to it. Then we are not very likely. If I'm so different to you, we are not in the same niche, are we? We are not appealing to the same people. Because the fact that I'm flamboyant, which I like that word, thank you so much, Jeanette, doesn't mean that everyone is going to like me, as I explained before. And then potentially the people that don't like me may like you. Okay? In your gray suit or whatever that might be. 
Very important. Then gain clarity. If you want to speak, if you think that by speaking, you can grow your business, you can set yourself free, you can improve your confidence, your communication, impact other people, whatever that might be. If you believe you can, then think about who your audience is. What is the problem you're solving for them? Okay, be clear about the problem you're solving for them because that's how they're going to connect. They're going to know, oh, you can help me. We can invite you to speak. You can deliver this presentation to our team. And then the topics you speak about. And even if at the beginning it's only one topic, it doesn't matter. Even if it's just half a topic, get started. Okay, so the one I said before, who is your audience? Start finding who they are. You may not find them in a while. That's fine. You keep on testing, trying. What is the problem you're solving? And what is the topic you're going to use to solve those problems? Begin there. Put yourself out there. Look for all the different opportunities. There is loads. If you type on the internet, Google, if you go on LinkedIn and look for networking events, opportunities to speak and things like that, you're going to find loads. Also, I would invite you, if, you really, if this is something you really would like to do, there are many coaches out there. Depending on what you want, yes, I put myself forward. I can help. Elliot K can help when it comes to all of these things around speaking and everything else. Ask for help also. But I think, Jeanette, it all starts with wanting. If they can't and they can't and they can't, then that's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brilliant advice. I love it. I love it. And, and you know, where can, Jose, where can people find you? Easy. Type Jose Ucar on Google or go to my website, joseucar.com or go to my LinkedIn, Jose Ucar or Instagram, Jose Ucar, Facebook, Jose Ucar. Very easy. Jose Ucar. Repetition, 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 practice, repetition. practice, practice leads to mastery. Perfect. I love that. I love that. Fantastic, Jose. So I've got a couple of final questions, if I may. Yay, absolutely. Wow, I love it because there's always something else coming up. <laughs> I never know what's going to happen with Jeanette today. <laughs> Spontaneous. So, Jose, when you look back through your, your life, your career, your profession, every, every aspect, really, can you think of the best piece of advice that you've been given? Okay. The best piece of advice I've been given. Respect for the difference is a strong one that comes to mind. Respect for the difference. And then when I respect the difference, I begin to appreciate it in a way. And then it opens up new doors and possibilities. And when I say respect for the difference between human beings, respect. Start with respect and then see what happens from there. Wonderful. I love that. Great answer. Great answer. And can you think of any advice that you have been given that maybe didn't work out so well and you regret you'd taken the advice or, or maybe it was, it was poor advice and you ignored it and you were very glad that you did ignore. <laughs> uh Okay, yeah, uh, I'm thinking about one. Let me see how I can phrase it. It's something around the lines of invest, uh, well, being afraid of investing, but if you don't invest, you 
you'll never know what could have had happened if you didn't invest something like that. So pretty much, yes, invest regardless of the consequences. And I, I did that. I took the advice and I guess it could have gone right, very right or very wrong. And it went very wrong, but then potentially it's not only about the advice. It's about the fact that I could have learned, well, I could have been more cautious about the business I was investing in. So there are some other things in there. So I'm not going to blame the advice. Maybe my lack of judgment <laughs> regarding the investment. <laughs> uh, look, and, and in the end, look, you know what? I, when I go back to things like this, even the mistakes I made, they led me to where I am today. So I'm okay with those. And it's interesting how life, if you keep on pursuing what you believe in, life, whatever, energy, the cosmos, they, it all gives you the stuff you, you need. Perfect. Yeah. To carry on. And uh, th th there is one thing that I thought you were going to ask me and I wanted to share. It came to mind, Jeanette. Is that okay? Of course it is. Yes, please. One, one thing, I, I don't tend to regret things because there's nothing I can do about them. But then I, since I left Venezuela, um, obviously I couldn't see my grandparents again. I lost uh, my uncle. He's my mom's uh, brother. I also lost his wife. She was my aunt. And I actually thought about her before I went to bed because it was Mother's Day. Was it yesterday or before yesterday? Mm. And the thing I regret, or I guess I could turn this around and do more of moving forward. Obviously I couldn't do it with them because they're gone is to ask more questions, more curious questions about them, get to know them better, really get to understand how they think, get, get into their heads a little bit with curiosity. I would have loved to understand so much more about them. Yeah. So yeah, I guess curiosity and asking more questions to discover human beings. That's one thing I would have loved to do more of. Mm -hmm. I will carry on doing it, but unfortunately I cannot do it with them because they're not around anymore. Yeah. That's a brilliant, mm -hmm. a brilliant uh, perspective. You're absolutely right. You know, because sometimes we're so busy with our lives that we don't, take the quality time to, to, to sit and to listen and hear the stories in particular, if you've got maybe elderly relatives, you know, I mean, I've had my mum on this podcast twice, um, wow. Doreen and my mum's 85. She's, she's a powerhouse of a woman, Amazing. such an inspiration to me, but it's fascinating to learn, to learn and to listen because, you know, she won't be around forever. None of us are around forever. And, no. and I think that is a really, a really lovely, um, you know, memory of, of, of those, you know, of your grandparents and your aunt and uncle that are special to you. Um, mm. But also a, a reminder to us all, let's not be so busy with our lives that we miss the opportunity to really get to know people um, properly. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, my last question, Jose, if I may, is this podcast is called Brave, Bold, Brilliant. So what does that mean to you? Brave, bold, and brilliant to me means living in your own terms, 
learning in the process and taking tiny steps every day, knowing you will achieve what you want. I love that. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. And I've, got, I've got to hear a, fi a final special, Jose, amazing. Do it for me. <laughs> Janet, this podcast is amazing. It was amazing. It will be amazing community. And I'm sorry, it is in my best voice today, but hey, here I am. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jose. I have loved our conversation, honestly. And um, you've I shared know. so much and, and it'll be massively helpful for anyone listening or watching on YouTube or on social media. So, yeah, I really genuinely appreciate you. So thank you so much. Likewise, Jeanette. All the very best and keep in touch. I loved it so much. And thank you for the opportunity because it helped me go deeper as well. So I'm always speaking and sometimes it's just like, yeah, let me just go and reflect a bit more in a different way. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, thank Jose. You so All the best. Bye. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review. 